Good morning. It's great to be with you. I'm Sheba Siddiqui. I'm in this week for Greg Brady, who was off on vacation and will be back on Monday. Statistics Canada has released their latest census data, and there's a lot of insightful information in there. 50% of women over the age of 65 are living with a spouse or partner, and that's up from 41% in 1981. That's more growing altogether, more codependency, and more really just taking care of each other as they get older. Also, Canada leads G7 countries with common law couples. 77% of Canadian couples are married, with the remaining 23% living common law, more than any other country in the G7. Income inequality decreased in 2021 as well. This was in part due to CERB, which made a huge difference in helping Canadians during the pandemic. Also, more people are living with roommates and family than ever before. And this may be largely in part due to financial reasons because of the pandemic. But here is a stat I love from the census. Women make up almost one-fifth of those currently serving in the military. Now, that might seem low at only 20%, but compared to other countries, Canada ranks in the top five for women in the military. Here's a stat from the census I want to spend some time on. More people are living alone than ever before. That's three in 10 households are one-person households. It's roughly 29% of Canadians who live alone. Have you ever lived alone? I highly recommend it. Some of the best years of my life were when I lived alone in downtown Toronto for roughly a decade in a condo after graduating university. I learned who I was, what I wanted in life, and really, even more importantly, what I didn't want. There's also a confidence that comes, especially for women, when you know you're able to live alone. When you know you can take care of yourself, you can manage your household, both physically and financially. Now, when I don't recommend living alone, during a pandemic. One of the most difficult times that I have personally seen in terms of loneliness and mental health was in the very first year and a bit of the pandemic, when we had no idea what this virus was or what it could do. So what did we do? We stayed away from each other. We were told to stay away from each other. Don't congregate. Don't see each other. Don't go indoors with each other, especially the message was, other people are dangerous. And sure, our government did retract that and say that if you're a one-person household, you're allowed to visit another household. I saw what happened with my divorced girlfriends when the, their kids were with their dads, how lonely they were. And I'm sure the same thing was happening with the divorced dads. I saw how young people sat alone in apartments, condos, and basements, some of them terrified of what was happening and yet with no one to talk to and nowhere to go. And that had an effect on all of us. With many people who are still battling with their anxiety and their depression from the last two years, I had the opposite experience. My four grade school age kids were home indefinitely, virtual schooling. My husband and I were in the closest living quarters we'd been in in a long time, working under the same roof, and I had major cabin fever. Now, don't get me wrong, I love my family. I adore my family. They are my very best friends in the world, even my kids. They're the most fun people I know. But one reason the love is there is because I take intentional breaks from them, and I ensure that I have my own life outside of them. 
I had the opposite problem of loneliness. I need my alone time. Now, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. You can live alone and feel lonely, and you can also be in a marriage and feel lonely. Thankfully, I had neither issue. But I personally know six marriages that have ended, six ended during the pandemic. The couples just couldn't do it anymore, and it took a global pandemic for them to admit it. Now, I don't see that as failure. I see that as deciding to get uncomfortable so you can grow. Making the decision to end a marriage is monumental, but you haven't failed. And that's something that anyone who's been through it needs to always keep in mind. So I had the opposite problem. I missed my alone time, which I often got throughout the day when the kids were at school, when I was home from work, or in the evenings after I tucked them in. I looked forward to my date nights with my husband. But now, they were all there all the time. So what did I do? I started a hiking group. There's something about the woods and nature that calms me. Plus, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be vulnerable. I had gained 25 pounds in the early stages of the pandemic. It just sort of crept up on me. I didn't know until I stood on a scale and I panicked. There were too many pizza nights, working way too much from home in those early pandemic days, and it had all caught up to me. Not to mention, I thought the world was ending. So back to hiking, it was me alone at first, and I started exploring some longer, more complicated trails in my area all by myself. And then another woman whom I barely knew at the time joined me. And then word spread that every Saturday and Sunday morning, a few women would be meeting at a trail in our neighborhood for a six to seven kilometer hike. All fitness levels were welcome, and I even named our group the Sweat Queens. Come on, that's a badass name. And that name still stands to this day. Now, most of us had never met before, but gyms were closed, our families were driving us nuts, and we needed an outlet. So we'd spend an hour of every weekend morning, early morning, before the kids woke up and the house started buzzing. We'd be talking, laughing, crying, complaining. We were virtual strangers who began to bond and get to know each other in the woods. And that saved me. We would complain about our husbands, how annoying they were, being around them all the time, how they got on our nerves, how crazy they were driving us. And then, with all of that out of our systems, while getting in a workout in fresh air, we would bounce home, feeling like a weight had been lifted, ready to give those same husbands all the love we had because of our forest therapy sessions. It was like we were able to shed our resentment and our annoyances during those hikes and remember that these men, too, were struggling in different ways during these lockdowns. And some of us are married, some are divorced, some are widowed, while others have no interest in ever dating again. But this pandemic was much about finding ourselves, all of us, as Canadians, as women, as men, taking a pause, a forced pause, to rediscover who we are and what we truly want out of life. And there's no shame in where that discovery takes you, what journey it takes you on. So according to the census, more of us are living alone than ever before. But also, more of us are living with roommates as well, as that went up by 54%. So whether you're alone or in a house that is overfilled, 
know that there are ways to combat loneliness and isolation, especially as we all reemerge from our caves and learn to discover our new selves after these long two years. I'm Sheba Siddiqui, and this is 640 Toronto.